Centers with keytars, toximos and gray. Centers with keytars, have a fruitful day. Centers with keytars, keep the wolves at bay. Centers with keytars, all donkeys must pray. Centers with keytars, I gave oats away. Centers with keytars, bullfrogs must obey. Centers with keytars, raptors in the slay. Centers with keytars, pipi Hey, it's your what's, what's, life. What's the name of this show? Oh, Centaurs with Keytars. Did you think that through before you came up with that name? Uh, I thought it was funny. Um, is there... Okay. Like, did you think through the whole, like, you know, typically when you make a name for something and mm-hmm. you're trying to get it off the ground, you usually want it to be something that's easy to spell? I actually did think about that because I have the I purchased the domain name for a few misspellings that okay. routes to the website. I, I can believe it, so that was the warning sign that people are gonna struggle to find this. Oh, I found that out that I was showing a friend at work and she kept misspelling it. And I was yeah. and I'm like, Oh and yeah. Also, did you ever think that maybe when you pick the name of a show Mm-hmm. It should be the name, uh, like, it should be easy to hear and, like, catch the first time. You know, hmm. like, centaurs with keytars, if you say it fast, it's kind of hard to, to understand. Hmm, okay. Because those aren't commonly used words, and they kind of blend together. I don't know, did you consider that? Well, it was nullified by this great theme song that is original centaurs with centaurs with centaurs with keytars sent 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 centaurs with centaurs with centaurs with keytars sent 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 we'll leave the hype yeah i can see where you were sold on this um i'm just saying like i i would have gone in a different direction but i you know i i think you you have an uphill battle <laughs> Hey, most battles are won really uphill. Mm-hmm. This is great. Um, yeah, well, you, you know, I just wish you would have, you know, talked to anyone before you started with that name. Like, even if you were like, hey, I came up with a name for the podcast. It's called Josh's Funny Podcast. I'd be like, well, it's not bad. <laughs> you know, you could make that work. Uh, this one, not so much. I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna regret it. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, helpful. I, just, I just wanted to just, you know, just talk you through that one real fast. Kind of a postmortem. <sighs> stillbirth. <laughs> it's your podcast. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Oh. Oh my god. This episode with this conversation. <laughs> it's like here we go. Oh my god. I I've already put thirty thousand dollars into this. Yeah. Branding. I kind of feel like talking to you on this is like going to a child's funeral. I it's like Nila never was. Ugh, this show could have cured cancer. Oh my god. What did I do? Yeah. 
I just, once again, I kind of wish you would have called me. I could have just been like, well, that's not a good idea. But I I tried, here, and you said... Here, here we are. I tried, and you said, go away, my daughter is being born. And it's like, yeah. I need you. Yeah. I need yeah, you. This is, this is, you know, I'm going to be totally honest with you. Now that I know what I know, I will... I will I would have taken that call <laughs> just really fast and been like, no, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Do almost anything else. So, so, so you obviously haven't yeah. seen the website though. No, I have. I no. mean, it took me a couple tries to get it spelled correctly. Um, you should put in, because I'm a bad speller. It's just, you know, it's like challenging. Like outside of like a fucking Greek history major, I don't know how many people know how to spell the word centaur correctly without just purely guessing on the first try. And I went to the website. And it's fine. It's it's you know it's, it's great, but just I don't know if people are gonna be able to find it. It's a C with K also works. misspellings of centaurs with guitars a few and then of made this podcast and just made it like 10 times but just changing the title to each of the common misspellings and releasing it on itunes like maybe that would work yeah that's kind of that's kind of the marketing it's similar to um that uh flaming lips album uh Zyrica. so it's like four different like you play four albums at the same time for an experience, you play each of the misspellings, which accounts to 28, and you play all those on the same websites at the same time. Uh, you can uh, you can you travel can through a space. Bunch of different racist jokes all at once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah, that sounds great. It's a rainbow of inequality. Yeah, it's a it's a rainbow of hate. <laughs> yeah, I think that sounds. I think that sounds like it's not going to work. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really hope you didn't sink too much money into this. I well, you're I, gonna be bitterly disappointed. Well, I just, I just, I just said thirty thousand dollars, and I was yeah. under. Well, how much money? How much money do you have left? Um, negative five hundred. Could you like, sell any of this? Could you sell like maybe the domain to like? A centaur? Like, 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 like no, I was gonna say like maybe like 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 a Chinese eBay style web startup, you know, like like Alibaba, like that's just that's not so that's just gibberish. So maybe some like Chinese billionaire will buy the domain off you. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, they probably won't because it's really hard to spell, but maybe, probably not. Do you know any? No, <laughs> if I did, I wouldn't be talking. I love you dearly, but if I was friends with a Chinese billionaire, I would be on some sort of pleasure craft. It could be on the water, it could be in the sky, I don't know, but I would be anywhere but this bathroom I'm talking to you in right now. I would be in the bathroom on the pleasure craft, and they would, and they would call me, they would call me cocaine bitch, <laughs> but for very different reasons. Okay. 
this has been yeah. fun until the last okay. like 15 minutes uh <laughs> I just, just really wanted to dissect the uh, poor decisions you've made but all right well um it was good talking to you i hope there's i hope you use the last 15 minutes prominently i think it's going to be important just listen to it every night and quietly reflect as you're as you're putting the the rag of ether on your face just just think about what i'm saying you know what's great? I can listen to this every night, and I don't need to push a play button. It'll just yeah, play. You just, you just hear it, and you're haunting you in your thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'll taste Forever. it with each tear. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's do this again if, if, uh, if you still have a podcast. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, buddy. I'll, talk to you later. I'll see you later. Bye. Okay. Bye. Super Bowl 53, Atlanta, Georgia. Home to Big Boy, the Stanky Leg, and the Dirty Birds. Super Bowl 53 proved to be quite a challenging contest between the Chattanooga Cheese Bags and the Farts. This match was for the record-keeping books for sure. The Doink started even before the kickoff as Chattanooga Cheese Bags head coach Anthony Kiedis approached head referee and noted Black Cherry Kool-Aid aficionado aficionado uh, Henry <laughs> this is going swimmingly, guys. Yeah, I, I lost where Let's we were. keep doing it. And noted. Oh, I'm sorry, Black Cherry Kool Aid. Aficionado Henry requesting a. Nacho. Prior to the game. This immediately resulted in a 15 yard penalty to. His or her. Team to be enforced on the opening possession. That was mine. Turd. Also, I'm getting the next one. Also, prior to the start of the game, as... Damn it. Anthony Kiedis. Yes! Was about to begin the national anthem. A noted... Turkey jerker. Ran onto the field wearing nothing but a... Loincloth. And wielding a... Foam baton. As that person was tackled by security, he began pointing to his knee and making a sort of no sign, not unlike the Ghostbusters logo, which he later stated, while in custody was his way of protesting kneeling during the national anthem, with his knee taking the place of a ghost in that demonstration. The Patriot proceeded to vomit red, white, and blue... Cookie toss. ...upon his big dog t-shirt. President Trump was present for the ceremonial coin toss, but just before the flip for possession, he... Blarted. ...the microphone to protest the use of... Uh, hydro-paradigm? by Democrats in the 2018 midterm election. Then he set the microphone on the stand and stared ahead, pausing 42 seconds for applause. He then exclaimed paper had won and headed into the tunnel. The game began shortly thereafter with a swimming kick return by alleged murderer 
Anthony Kiedis. That resulted in a seven-yard touchdown. The referees gathered in a scrum immediately after and declared the... Violent rape. Charges dropped. During the extra point attempt, the... Fart. Kicker dropped a... Deuce. And proceeded to... Suck. The ball, resulting in a mixed extra point. Opportunity knocked out a 6-0 lead. Neither team then scored for the next... Less than 42 minutes. A true... Descriptive noun, it truly was. All-pro quarterback of the... Chattanooga cheese bags. Had previously been diagnosed with a ruptured... Spleen. But came back into the game to lead the second half. On third and... 77. Whilst escaping pressure from... The farts. Defensive ends... Bob and Jim. The veteran quarterback launched a... 77. Yard bomb as he balanced his body only using his distended... Wiener penis. Hitting tight end. Anthony Kiedis. In the end zone. Touchdown. Anthony Kiedis. They were all tied up. The Chattanooga cheese bags. Kicked and nailed the extra point without incident. And with that score, they took their first lead of the game. On the ensuing kickoff, the ball was... Slippery. Midair by a fleet of Zonigans, who then shot laser blasts into the fart and planted a flag midfield. This is our planet now. Fucktards! Exclaimed Zenashir, who would soon after become our country's secretary of labor. She then brought out from behind her extraterrestrial back a dodecahedron. Shaped lottery ball scrambling machine to determine the first 77 attendees of the, at the game to be sacrificed into the nearest active volcano, Mount St. Armando. The work camps came shortly thereafter, and revolutions were tiringly thwarted by a device our new alien overlords had brought from their home planet. The device, known simply as Anthony Kiedis, was used to fart it. The brains of humans reported to be connected to potential coups or attempts to overthrow the government. The device was able to determine if the individual was in a leadership role, a follower role, or was not involved in any uprising movement. Commanders were... Shit launched. ...into space, with satellites recording the moments there... Fun bridges. ...bulged from their bodies and exploded and was broadcast live on state-run television, interrupting the regularly scheduled airing of... Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters Live. Followers were sentenced to execution at the nearest... Taco Bell. By way of being fed gluttonous amounts of... Chalupas. By humans loyal to the alien royal order. Six months later, the alien... Ketis Senate. Pronounced a decree that the... Chattanooga Cheese Bags. Chattanooga Cheese Bags! Had won Super Bowl 53 by the score of 7 to 6. That's your Super Bowl 53 recap. My favorite part was the, uh, yeah, not, you know, going into work camps with aliens. I really enjoyed uh, that time we spent learning some hard labor skills and, and a better work ethic from our alien well, overlords. Kids just don't have work ethic. I know. I mean, with the lack of presence of alien overlords, I mean, what do you expect from these 
millennials. They need some sort of extraterrestrial guidance. Nobody has grit. It's going to take aliens before we end up getting grit. They taught us so much. Um, I I mean, who here? Who misses our alien overlords? I do. I'll say it. I do. I mean, do we build pyramids anymore? No. No. So we built a pyramid. Now we need a pyramid. We don't know how to build them. We're too busy Fortnite dancing. Yeah, Fortnite dancing. Anymore. The kids with their rap shoes. I can't stand it. I'm sorry, rap shoes? Got a sponsor, but it's just for me. They're only paying me. Yeah, no, go for it. months um some friends um and family have had to deal with uh some pretty big um relatively sudden losses um and it just kind of reminds me how low i was at when when i lost my dad and how far i've come it's been about like 10 years um it's not easy to do it's not easy um you just kind of, you kind of push through it, and you don't really think you're making that much. You don't really think you're making that much progress on it, and then you realize that you are. Um, you don't have this moment where it's like this, you know, eureka! Like I've figured it out, I've solved it. It's just, you know, it hits you, and all of a sudden, you're trying to help out your friends. And you realize, wow, I guess I did. I did make it through it, and life is pretty good. Um, yeah, it was tough when I had to had to deal with deal with that. Um, it's really low. It's um, you know everybody thinks like the toughest part is. I don't know what everybody thinks actually. That's just the thing that you say, isn't it? Um, I remember it was tough when after the like the funeral and the reception you know you've got weeks of just building illness and then and then you know my dad passed and you've got an outpouring of sympathy from people and people saying that they're going to be there and they are um and then you know you've got the funeral service and there's this big you know it's cathartic and you just let out this big bursts of crying and sobbing. Um, and then that's done. And people, um, 
head home. Uh, people have come in from out of town, go home, and you're just sitting there with your your loved ones and going through your own life, and it just hits in these waves, and you know uh, you're not getting the same support that you were getting before, and people forget who aren't you know in that in that inner circle. Um, they for they forget what you had to go through, and I think in a way you think, well, that happened. I think they think in a way like that that happened like weeks ago, and it did. But if it's somebody who's been in your life every day, um, it's really difficult, and it doesn't go away. Uh, phrase I've heard a lot is it comes in waves, and that's true. Because memories will come back to you because you've had a lot of them. Um, you know, good ones and bad ones and just... It's usually not the good, like really, you know, the really good ones or the really bad ones that hit you. Um, at least for me, it was just... Const like, things that were consistent that are now not, you know... Um, Somebody that you can call whenever you want to and you don't feel any sort of judgment or obligate anything like that. And that's gone. Um, and that's gone. You forget that. That's gone. And you're just pushing through. Um, yeah, that's the part that I need to remember for people now is they don't. You know, they needed me and other friends and other family, you know, when it had just happened. But they're, you know, they're going to need people. I think that's the thing that I would say to anybody who's like going, who's dealing with the grieving process is, you know, don't be afraid to reach out someone you love or care about. I mean, don't be afraid to do that. Um, there are different ways of doing it, but um, your friends are there for you. I mean, and don't be upset if they haven't called you because they don't, some of them don't exactly know what to do. You know? And they want to give you space and you think that you need, to, and, and, and you do. The person that's grieving does need space, I think. Um, they need a bunch of space, and then they need you. Um, because those waves hit, and you don't really know when they're going to hit. And they can just take over in the most unexpected times. Um, and they'll need somebody. And if somebody you know, isn't nearby, they might give you a call. You're just, you basically need to be on call for your friends and your family. Um, I try to check in. Um, I don't do a good, as good a job of it as I would like. Um, but that's also just me. Uh, I also bail out of shit all the time. So it's tough when you're, um, when you're flaking out of stuff to be the one that's the supportive one. People are complex. Life is complex. 
Um, and it's just so unfortunate that that one of the parts of life is if everything goes to plan, you know, your, your parents going to pass away before you do. That's, that's, that's one of the most cruel parts of an ordinary life. That is not a tragedy. That is an expectation. And the other way around is a tragedy. Um, so either way is pretty cruel. It can feel like it. Um, it can feel like it. So if you're grieving, if you've lost somebody and you feel like everybody else is getting over it and you're not, that's the problem that I had. Um, I felt like everybody else was handling it pretty, handling my dad's passing pretty well. That's the biggest one I've had to deal with. Um, I thought everybody else was handling it like pretty well and that I wasn't and I was just the freak. I can't think of a better word, but I was just the outcast on that. It's just like the more sensitive person or whatever. And the truth of the matter is I just showed it differently. And they did. They, um, my brothers were pretty composed at the time. Um, and even my mom was pretty composed at the time. And you realize that, well, they're not doing okay with it. Um, it shows in different ways, and people grieve in different ways, and that's fine. That's okay that they grieve in different ways. Um, you don't need to see it. You know, if you look on Facebook, and it's a presentation on there. You know, Facebook is just a digital presentation of what a lot of other people have been doing for you know, thousands of years, there's um, your presentation to the world and then what's actually happening. Um, it's different. Um, I don't know how you deal with it, man. I tried... Um, Hospice had set up like therapy for us and I did not, I did not care for therapy. Um, I didn't care for that therapy. I've, I've, I, if you find the right, like therapist, um, it can be a tremendous help, but the wrong one just feels, you just feel like so lost as well. Um, you don't feel understood. Grief is tough. That's a deep take by me. Grief is tough. It is tough. But you get through it. You just, you, you do get through it. It just can take some time. God, it's, it can be tough. So, um, I would say to my friends and family that are listening right now, um, other than just I'm here, you're, you're, you will get through this, I promise. Um, it's going to hurt. It's hurting right now. Um, 
I promise you, you'll get through it. And if you need help, I'm here. I'm not going to be able to call you at the most perfect time or text you at the most perfect time, but um, I will do my best to try to check in. I can't promise that I'll, I'm not a, not a mind reader, you know? And the other thing too, is when people post things on Facebook about, you know, being sad and grieving by the time that you reach out to them, sometimes they're already, you know, the term waves is there for a reason. It moves back and forth. A wave hits you and then you like post some something on social media and that might be it that might be just the outlet you need and then you don't need anybody to contact you and you want to want to be left the hell alone um so just check in just be there be available that's what i'd say to other people and to the people that are grieving reach out or if you have something if you had an exercise, if you have a hobby, if you have a an outlet, use it. Use it. Use it. It's you don't want to keep it bottled up inside because you're gonna piss off. You're gonna piss off people that are near you that are just trying to help you and don't know how. Um you don't want to take out take things out on people who haven't done anything to hurt you. Um one of the meanest things that you can do. <laughs> I think it's like if somebody accidentally hurts your feelings and then you get bent sideways and then you say something to intentionally hurt your feelings. That's, that's worse. You know, an accident is an accident. You know? And it could be self, you know, selfish thing that's being said, but if they don't, don't mean to hurt you and then you say something back, uh, it doesn't matter that it's like, well, I'm grieving. You know, it's like, well, my, this person died or that person died. Yeah. Whoever you're unleashing that on didn't cause it. Uh, usually, I don't know your particular situation. Um, hold on a second. My, my cat was trying to lick one of my dog's ears, and she does not like that, so... I heard some growling. I don't know if you can hear that grumbling in the background. Um, they also have very, the dogs have very short noses. So it's just, they breathe very heavy. I don't want to edit that out because that sounds um, extensive. Um, so people trying to help, don't try to, don't try not to take it out on other people. Okay. Try not to. It's, they don't mean to hurt you. They're, and you can't just, you can't be in a place where you're just mean to people and snap at people for things that they didn't do. Um, you're going to have that happen a couple times. Try to take stock of that. Uh, you know, take like an inventory of that. It's like, shit. It's not their fault. They're just trying to help. Or they didn't even know what you're going through. You know? Um... You don't need to overshare with everyone, but you can share with the right people. You know that you need help. Even if it's just help for two minutes, five minutes, 15 minutes of talking or silence.
So, um, but you'll get you'll get through it. it. Is easier said than done, but and you don't realize how far you've gone until you're reminded of where you were. And I was in a hole. Apparently, I crawled out of it because I was in a much. I didn't see it until I saw it. I still miss him, but you know, it's just like a vague sort of. I miss my dad, and it's not hopeless. I miss him, and that's sad, but. It's a part of life, and life is unfair at times. But then life goes on. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stop recording now. went to North Carolina this weekend or last weekend mm -hmm. okay so so it was a uh, family family stuff it was a uh, uh, memorial service for my first cousin once removed we had a big talk about what once removed means because I've just been telling people all week it's my mom's cousin because mm -hmm. that's true but he's also my cousin yeah so um, it was a good time um, I well for a memorial there was like sad stuff um but i caught up with family and one of the people that came um i had been drinking a lot uh i smoke pot like twice a year okay. um and for a while and it might still be true now that i think about it uh for a while i thought i was allergic to marijuana Okay. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I would get, like, super, like, like instantly, like, sick. I don't, like, throw up from, like, drinking a lot. Mm -hmm. But, um, okay. So, someone came, and, um, we, you know, everybody's talking, have a good time. And he's like, uh, do you want to smoke? I'm like, that sounds great. That sounds, like, fun. And this is after, like, probably, trying not to exaggerate. I probably had, like, six beers. Um, I'd been flying the day before. Um, we've been driving around, we got into Charlotte and then drove like three hours to like Raleigh. Um, that was on Saturday. Didn't really have that much to eat. Didn't have dinner that night. Um, drank a lot. Feeling pretty so good. You're already tired and mm -hmm. then you're already dehydrated and then you have yeah. six beers and you mm -hmm. don't have any food in your stomach and then you're no. like, you know what would be really great is if I got high right now. Is if I... Smoked a marijuana cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and then I did, and it was like, and uh, they were off, you know, setting everything up, and you know, pretty casual outside. Um, you know, take stoke. He's like, "Come on!" And he goes and talks to people, and I like grabbing. I'm like, grab, you know, just like I'm looking with the side of my eyes, like, hmm. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and then I just start immediately coughing within a minute I try to walk and like and everybody around me is pretty intoxicated too yeah. but it was so bad that like it was probably really obvious to you that you were struggling but probably not obvious to anyone else um it actually and was still, wait, I feel like there's more to the story well there is some so I was like that's kind of the point is like if I was like kind of losing it, yeah, they wouldn't have been able to tell because everybody's in front having a good time. Um, we were burning a, a Christmas trees in a suburb. Um, I mean, it sounds very North Carolina. It was, and it was a really good time. We burned like three Christmas trees, and it was like just – it was fun. It was cathartic. It was uh, – the service was the next day. We were just like – Let's get really fucked up and just it's a controlled fire we've got like a fire like a fire pit that was made and it's like okay everybody's getting rid of their christmas trees let's uh someone's on the ceiling i think that rattling yeah i think that's slant well yeah because the suspicions (laughs) yeah don't worry it's just slender man i brought him along And they've been up there for like three years. Yeah. If you pull one of the ceiling tiles over, they're going to have like... Well, because usually isn't anybody here. Yeah. So he can just like, you know, it's Saturday night. Yeah. So when the moon is right, TGIS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Urkel. Um, so yeah, so we were burning Christmas trees. And um, so if I was like struggling, but I was like an hour from being away, I don't think people would have noticed. But it was like immediate. Like I'm hot. <sighs> Hacking like crazy, coughing. I take like two steps, and the guy was like, "Um, hey, you uh, need some help going inside." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And I go inside. And everybody's sitting around. They can immediately see like no like color in my face. Yeah. At all. Like, there's a bathroom right to the edge of the kitchen. But my head, all I'm thinking is like, they're all gonna hear. Me. They're all gonna hear me. This is. I have okay. Go on. No, okay. Go on. They're all gonna hear. And remember, me. this is anonymous. So I'm I'm the only one that can. Is uh, I don't want anybody to get in trouble. Oh. So. Okay. Well, you were in a different state. Where you think it's not a it's not a felony to cross state lines after. Right. High, so. And it was. Yeah, no, I don't yeah, think so. so. They're not going to come get you. Okay. You oh, I don't care about that. I mean, if you if you want to tell a story, Cynthia Rodriguez, you may, but this is an anonymous. This is anonymous so people can be honest and open and, and all that fun shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do want to hear your story. Um, so, yeah, and I'm like, I'm right by that bathroom door. But, uh, like, it's like, it's probably, I'm at the corner of the wall for, like, kitchen and then, like, I'm literally, like, a foot from the entrance point to the bathroom. But I'm like, uh, and they're like, okay, do you need to, you need, you need some water? Uh, okay. 
And I'm like, okay, I've got to go upstairs. The bathroom that is upstairs is the kids' bathroom. So, and it's like two, I think they're both like single digit ages. Um, they're of course sleep, but yeah. like, they're not like in cribs. They can get up and use their bathroom. So I like dart up there, lock two doors, and then just I'm like, I'm just gonna sit on the ground. I'm not gonna vomit in the children's bathroom toilet. Yeah. And then I immediately just vomited. And so on and so forth. And I'm laying on the nice tile floor. Because it's nice and cold. It was nice and, and now, cold. Like, you just mm-hmm. have no energy to even get yourself up in your No. I'm just trying to stay alive yeah. at that point. I'm just like, okay. Straight survival. <laughs> yeah. Um, enough where, like, my cousin had already knocked on the door, and I didn't hear her. And she's like, the door's locked. I don't hear any of this. Finally, I'd reached a good place, too, where I could go to bed. Um, I just hear pounding on the door, and they're like, hey. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. So I unlock both doors, let them in. There are crackers waiting for me, bottle of water. Um, and they're like, why do you lock the doors? And it's like, so your children don't find me like dead in their bathroom. <laughs> I'm doing you a favor. Um, and so I go downstairs to just make an appearance to be like, cause they all saw me and they're like, you looked rough. And I'm like, I'm alive. I may rally. I'm going to lay down a little bit. I did not rally. Yeah. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, and then the next day, like, everyone gave me shit about this oh, well, yeah. everyone and they're like we won't tell your mom I'm like no tell her i don't care <laughs> i don't care i'm 36 i think that's the difference between getting high with your family and mm-hmm. getting high with your friends mm-hmm. like your friends would not have brought you crackers and water and <laughs> they would have fucked with you the whole time you were high oh yeah yeah i yeah because they gave me shit the next morning and i'm like thank you for not drawing any penises on my face because it was like 10 o'clock at night yeah nine o'clock here in the central time zone it was early all the trees were burnt but it was still early um you have a story yeah 